Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, good evening. If you are on the other side of the water, what is going on, people, on today? It is time for us to keep it real, come together, discuss what's on our heart and on our mind. We're praying that in all that we do on our show, that it is encouragement to those of you that are listening. We are so grateful that you joined us today, and I think we have a pretty special show for you today. Um, we have been dealing with some some hot topics the past few weeks, dealing with parenthood and what have you. Um, but today we're going to focus in on marriage, and not just any marriage, but young marriage. We have found that society as a whole today has kind of spread it a, a facade that, you know, young people don't get married anymore and it's okay to shack up and all these different things. But we have guests on today that um, are married. They have co-authored a book called Young, Black, and Married. And I just think that we're going to have a lot of fun just um, hearing from them living through their experience and the beauty of the fact that even as a young couple, the different things that they have discovered in their marriage. Um, we have some old people that haven't discovered some of the things that they've discovered. So um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good show today. So I'm just going to let my co-host go ahead and say hello and welcome everybody to the show, Miss Tanya Roberts, the vivacious one. What's going on, girl? Thank you, Father God in heaven, to see another day. <laughs> I just want to say hello to everybody, and I'm just so grateful to God. This morning is beautiful outside. It is a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. Thank God. We've had but enough uh, storms for a moment. You know, well, we can deal with a little, little cold as long as it's not, you know, too, too crazy. We don't like too much right. snow. Too much cold, though. That's for real. Not sco- That's no, for no, real. Not too much. Yeah, cause see, Tanya and I are both West Coast babies. We, we don't we don't do cold very well. <laughs> Not like that. Okay, you are absolutely right. Not like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. And my funny man, Mister D. L. Henry, how you be? This what it is up oh, in this feast? We're talking to young black folk about being black. I'm excited, but once again, I must remind the viewers. The devil has not hijacked heaven. God is still in charge, so I'm here. Okay. 
Amen. 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 We are we are so glad. We we are so glad. You know, we, we, we listen to DL sometimes and we have to, you know, remind ourselves of the fact that, you know, God has a sense of humor because yeah. <laughs> he needs some medication. Yeah, because y'all get deep up here, y'all be real serious and everything, man. We have to lighten it up sometimes. I be feeling all tingly on the inside. Y'all be talking about some of this serious stuff. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You know, we live in a very serious world, but we are grateful that laughter makes good like medicine. So we yes, it is. Are yes, very, it is. Very Amen. Glad. We are very, very glad. Well, we want to, um, again, welcome our guests to the show, um, Jared and Tremecia James. And as I said in the opening, they have co-authored a book called Young Young, hear that now, young, black, and married, um, which is a blessing to me just to hear young folks getting married these days. That's that's a true blessing. But Jared and Tremecia, welcome to It's Real. Hey, how you, how you doing? What's going on, everybody? How you What's guys doing? On? All right, cool. Can't complain. All right. All right, now y'all need to sound more happier than that. Now y'all young, black, and married. <laughs> Okay. Cool. Be like, be excited. Be excited. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, you know, give us a little history. Give us your background. Tell us how you met, how you got together, and uh, what's going on in your life. Well, we met. Um, I guess five years ago on the 4th of July, she don't like when I tell the story, but I repeatedly tell it the same <laughs> way. We was in the liquor store, um, and we was both in line, and I noticed her noticing me. So um, I waited for her outside in the parking lot when she came outside. Wait, 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 her. wait, stop, stop, mm-hmm. stop. Did y'all hear that? He said he noticed her noticing him. <laughs> I, you know what? That's a new part of the story. That's I have never that's heard that. That's right. I that's right, right, my brother. <laughs> I noticed it. I noticed it too. I ain't mad. I noticed it too. I think it. I need to know the new part of the story. Just, just to let all the listeners know, that is a new part of the story. He just now put that part in the story. Oh, oh, okay. That's a new part to the story. That's a good part. That's a good part. I I see it myself. I love it. Okay, I'm sorry, Jared. Go ahead. But I had to just, like, touch on that for a minute. It was like, huh? <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Um, but then I waited for her in the parking lot, and um, I approached her like a gentleman, and um, she gave me her number. I called her for a week or whatever. She didn't answer. When she finally did. We dated. We were, I took her on a date, and um pretty much so the story wrong. Yeah, we we've been together every day since like our first date, so Oh my oh, goodness. <laughs> so this is like true love at first sight kind of stuff, huh? It was. Um I felt like um we our relationship really developed more once I went back to school and I was in school at Savannah State. He used to call me, come and visit me, make sure I was all right. So I was like, Oh, that's so sweet so that's when I knew that, you know, like, wow, okay, so he really, you know, feels some type of way about me. So we kind of just grew from there. Okay, 
Okay, cool. Oh, wow. So wow. Um, how long was the dating process? Um, We dated for about nine months before we got married. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. And how long have you been married? Four years. Going on four years this year, making four years. Wow. That's a good thing you remember that, Jared. Good good answer. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> good answer, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't bad answer that right. And and tell our listeners how old you are. I'm um thirty two years old. And I'm twenty six okay. years old. Oh wow! You had to think oh, about wow. that. Yeah, I did. Marriages <laughs> <laughs> make you think about it, okay? You be like, uh, uh, I, I think I'm uh, a. <laughs> I got it. Unbelievable. Okay, so yeah, don't, don't worry. Um, as you get older, the number fades anyway. Yeah, it's kind of faded already. Yeah, you know how old he is? I'm, I'm in my. 40s, 50s, 60-something, can't remember. Something, something, something. <laughs> okay. it, it, it gets to the something. It, it never gets to the exact number. It's, you know, 50-something, 40-something, you know. So, okay, tell us, um, as, I, as I explained to the listeners, you guys have co-authored a book, um, Young, Black, and Married. Tell me, tell us the story behind the book. How did you come together to write the book and then kind of give us some insight as to what is in the book? Um, so Young, Black, and Married, How to Snuggle Through the Struggle, is basically a it's, it's like our rules to marriage. It's based off different events, situations, arguments, and things that we've had in our marriage versus continuing to let those things affect us, we just develop rules that are fair, you know, on both sides so that we can, you know, have a more peaceful marriage and really live in harmony. And then wow. it's I kinda of give I give my rules, you know, for women and to the men and he gives his rules yeah. to the women and and the men. So if you get a balanced perspective about marriage. Especially when we say young, we don't refer to our age, we're referring to the to the time to the couple, like the time of the relationship. Like we've only been together for what some people would think is a short time, and other people think is a long time. Yeah. But you know, it's kind of like this is our strategy and the tools that we use to keep the peace in our marriage. And we decided to share with the world. Wow, that's awesome. That's you know, it's wow. for the short period of time, as you said, that you've been together, you have matured in your relationship to a place where you've understood that there has to be boundaries set and you have developed rules. Tell us some of your rules. Um, I'm going to start with Jared because, you know, it's the man's position to to be the leader in his household. So tell us some of the rules that you have established for yourself. Um, the first, I think, I think personally the most important rule is to put everything on the table in the beginning. Let them know your past, what you what you expect now, and where you want to go. Like you know, what I'm saying it's it's very important to know everything about a person. That way, nothing comes up later that that can affect. It'll, it'll help arguments be avoided later and a possible divorce. Wow, 
That's that's very important. That that is awesome. That's awesome. So Tremicia, what are some of the rules you put for yourself? Um, one I would say is probably um don't see don't never send a man to do a woman's job. That would be because it can. It's a funny story. Yeah, it's a funny story behind it. So it's. <laughs> It's kind of personal. Well, but, but, oh, yeah. I was um basically what happened was I was having, you know, my monthly and I was I was he was out at the time and I asked him, you know, to stop by the store and pick up certain items. So when he comes back, I was so upset because Instead of getting like panty liners, he comes back with like bladder protection pads. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and like I couldn't understand why he didn't know what to get. <laughs> so, I, let me go ahead and tell you, honey. Jared did that on purpose so he'll never have to do it again. <laughs> that joke know what panty liner. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. So you know right Shut now. Shut I didn't know what I was getting. I really didn't know. And I, I mean, yeah, now he knows, but it was like, it was like, <laughs> you know, I was feeling some type of way. So now I just know, okay, I can't expect him to know what brand of tampons or panty liners or personal things like that that I use that he, he would have no clue about. Because we argued about it, and it was kind of petty, and, you know, we came to that conclusion, all right, you know, let the man handle the manly stuff and the woman handle the woman stuff. Like, when it comes to cars, I know nothing about that. I let him deal with it. I stay out of it. So, you know, okay. just stay, mm-hmm. maintain your role, basically. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> but you know what? What the good thing is that you came out of it with a sense of, you know, certain things you know you need to handle and certain things that he needs to handle. Um, let's get on the little romantic side. Jared, how did you pop the question to Tremecia? Um, it really wasn't romantic at all. We we was on our way to the hot springs in Arizona. Arkansas. Arkansas, I'm sorry. And um before we got there we had stopped at Little Rock, we was tired or whatever. We had got a room downtown and the room had art on the walls and it was like pictures it was photography. It was pictures of like the courthouse and like the gates and stuff like that, like different statues they had. So I'm I'm like kind of a, a nerd, so I wanted to know what it was. Um, so as I looked it up, um, I discovered that it's a place that a lot of people go to elope. It was like one of the first places where people was going to elope, and it had a lot of meaning behind that. So I, I had popped the question then, um, and she thought I was playing with her. Um, but we went to sleep, woke up in the morning, and we went and got married. Yeah, he was kind of just like, oh, you want to go get married? I was like, are you serious? He was like, yeah, we just it's right across the street. So I was like, all right, we got up the next morning, we did our little paperwork, we went and got married. Wow. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. people was a lot of people was upset with us so for doing it like that. But... I... Well, I ain't upset. Well, of course, because they wanted to see. Uh, yeah, for real. You know what? I, there's a whole lot of people out there that's probably listening and saying, baby, that's just what we should have did. We could have avoided yeah, a whole is, lot of yeah. I know what's <laughs> going on. Marriage is for people. Weddings are for um, everybody else. Exactly. Marriage is for couples and weddings is for everybody else. They come and eat, drink exactly. up, and don't clean up. So, yeah. Exactly. I can get it. <laughs> yeah, for you I can to get, get it. all your money 
and trying to put on and party for everybody else when it's really not about that at all. Because like my family, I didn't understand that before. You yeah. have a wedding. I agree. Hmm. It was like, I didn't understand like, that, I but that's me. <laughs> Eat shrimp on me? Nah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, you have you have. Yeah, sure nobody be eating book. shrimp off you except Jared. That's the only person should be eating shrimp off you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, DL. I knew you would pick up no, on no that. Problem. There was no doubt in my mind. <laughs> I knew, <laughs> without doubt, you would pick up Shut on that. Up. There is a a statement you made in the book, and I I would really love for you to touch on it. You said, in this day and age, we realize both the pressures and the desires of marriage. However, with time and dedication, we have continued to snuggle through the struggle. I like that. So explain the snuggling through the struggle. Explain that. Um, This day and age... I mean, we're young, we're vibrant people still, so we deal with social media and things like that. Um, and sometimes social media could get misunderstood when you're in a serious relationship, like because you're dealing with people you don't know and, and, and you're liking pictures and people are liking your pictures. That has one part to do with the struggle. And the snuggling part is you, you just got to know that that person is there for you. You've got to continue to show them that. You know what I'm saying? With this, with the holiday coming up, Valentine's Day, you shouldn't wait to Valentine's Day to show the person that they're special. Every day should be Valentine's Day. And that way, you you, you, you live more harmonious in relationships and things like that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I, I, have, I have a thing. For, what, say that, Tanya. I was going to say, I hope my husband ain't listening. You got a brother? You better hope your husband's not listening. I'm going to tell Jerry. I'm going to come over there and tell Jerry right now. (laughs) See, I ain't even going there. I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to leave my brother alone. Uh, uh, (laughs) uh, Another question, another question. and, and and just to touch on Valentine's Day, I have, well, before I make my question, I, I have personal issues with Valentine's Day. I really, really do. Um, and I just want to share that for a moment. My issue is that Why, because it's Black I, History Month? No, no, has nothing to do with I got issues with Black History Month. But anyway, that's another topic for another show. Colette, what issues you don't have, Colette? You got issues with everything. You know. what? Which is why the show is called It's Real, Real Issues. Okay. Oh, real Issues. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, but the thing, this is my thing with Valentine's Day, because I see so many couples this day that, quote, unquote, society is supposed to be the love day or whatever, and there are so many couples that literally get into major battles and fights and things erupt on that day all because normally if the woman doesn't feel that she gets what she should on Valentine's Day. My issue is this. Baby, if he's not giving you what you need and expect for the other 364 days of the year, that one day shouldn't matter at all. That's my issue. Okay? I'm so serious. It it shouldn't matter at all. I should not rely on society to tell my mate to make one day out of the year special for me. 
Amen. Let me miss you from I agree. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you yeah. know, if it's not, if you're not trying to make every day special to me, then that one day don't mean Jack. Seriously. Amen. You know? Amen. I, and that's just, that's, you know, since we're talking and we're dealing with marriage and what happens, <laughs> why, why we allow society to mess us up. And, and I'm coming to this because of the fact that I'm, I'm looking in your book and I'm seeing um, the set boundaries for your relationship. That's your rule number two in your book, the set boundaries for your relationship. I believe, and I'm going to let you talk on, on some of your boundaries, but I believe that if you don't set the boundary in the beginning of the relationship that, you know, you're, you're my love and I'm your love and we're going to show each other this each and every day. I'm going to show you and treat you as the wife and the queen of this relationship like you're the man and the king of this relationship, and I expect the same back from you. If you've not established that boundary to begin with, then that one day, that one day don't mean that. I'm so serious, and that's just my I know it's true. But anyway. Amen. Um, so your the the boundaries setting your boundaries for your relationship. How did you get there? Considering the fact that you know it wasn't like you had this long um, engagement where you had the the time to sit and discuss. Well, this is what I'm expecting out of the relationship, and this is what you're expecting. How did you, in the midst of your relationship, set boundaries for the relationship? Um, I think it it kind of relates back to what he was saying as far as putting everything out on the table. For example, how you said about Valentine's Day. Now, you know, you might be a person who values Valentine's Day. Let your partner know that. Don't expect them to um, go all out for you on Valentine's Day or whatever if they don't even know that's how you feel about it or that's what you like. That's like with us. We're not really into Christmas gifts and Valentine. We're not really into gifting each other. We do that anyways. We don't need a specific mm-hmm. day. But as far as setting mm-hmm. boundaries, we kind of got to that point because, like, when you're starting a relationship, you got to know how the other person feels <clears> about certain things. Like, for example, I don't, I'm not with the female friends thing. Like, nah, get out of here. He's not with, yeah, and he's not, he feel the same way. He don't feel like, you know, men and women, you know what I'm saying, should be friends or can be friends, whatever, you know. But that's a that's a boundary that we set in the beginning of our relationship. Like, you're not going to communicate with none of your exes. I'm not going to communicate with none of my exes. Like, however. <clears throat> yeah, nobody else gets to eat shrimp off of you. I get it. I <laughs> mad. But I, I, have, I have two children. So that's two that's two women in my past I still have to deal with. Um, as far as their mothers. Um, so that's something that we had to We had to deal with as well, just with setting boundaries because like I'm his wife but you're the mother one of the mothers of his children, so that's that's the boundary right there. You know your role and I know mine. I don't try to be the mother, I know I'm the stepmother. She has his daughter has my last name. So, you know, we all have to understand the roles that we're playing in, in this play of life. Like, we got to understand what we're doing here. Wow. That's good. That's good. Uh, uh, here's it, it is hard keeping it together. That's like, mm-hmm. it is really hard, especially with the whole, you know, just dealing with women from his past that I can't, I can't like not deal with them. I have to deal with them. So, you know, it's just, 
about maturing and knowing how to communicate and respect too at the same time and respecting the boundaries. Hey Jared, do you sing? Do I who? Do you sing? Nah. You know, oh, okay, you just real smooth. You sound like like Jenny. I, I didn't know. I was gonna tell you to blow a note or something. That joke is smooth. He's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm good. I mean, there's nothing I can say. Yeah, I don't think he can carry a tune. I ain't gonna say. Oh, okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> must be nice. To <laughs> <laughs> complain and do everything must be nice. Okay, I'm there. Lord. Lord, Lord. Okay, so let's let's talk about rule number seven. Who person, which which personally would be one of my rule number ones, probably. Your rule number seven says, keep your business your business. Please, 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 for the sake of our listeners, touch on that, please. That's like that's like how every every relationship has their little tabazos or whatever. It's like if if she goes and tells her mother what we argued about. And now, two days later, me and her are past the situation. But next month when I see her mother, she's still mad at me about when she was mad at me about four weeks ago. So it's like, yeah. it's just been, yeah, just keep it quiet. And nobody got to know your business. Yeah, it taints other people's hey, perception of, yeah. of the person that you're the with. Yeah, yeah, because you're only telling them the bad when you vent and stuff like that. And if you vent, tell people your business, make it good business. Don't be telling, like, you know, yeah, yeah because people going to remember that, and they're going to judge you off of that, and they're probably going to talk about you. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you over so, it, and your family not mm-hmm. over it. Yeah, exactly. And you, you guys have went, and you struggled through the struggle, and they still messed up about it. Right. Yeah, right. we struggling, and they still struggling. Yeah, see, we moved on. <laughs> That's another book. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, Tramecia, you have a rule here, rule number 12. It says, don't give your man attitude. Explain. Okay. So, for instance, <laughs> for instance, you know you have your time of the month and you just really upset and you're agitating. Hey, preach, preach. Oh, no. You preaching early already. <laughs> you don't got to say nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, you know, we as women, because we can't really control it, but, you know, you can't take that out on him. Or if you had a bad day at work and you want to come home and vent and fuss and argue about what somebody else did. Like, you know, he, a man, he wants to be happy. He wants to be happy. He wants to be full. He wants to be empty at the same time, if you catch my drift. But, like, he wants the Gucci Gucci. Oh, right. <laughs> but I told y'all he was a fool before we got online, so just you know. <laughs> anyway, go but, ahead, um, please. Yeah, but that's that's basically you know the gist of it, and you just gotta you know a man he wants to be happy like he wants you you gotta you gotta. I don't know, like, be positive and be nurturing, be caring. you gotta, got to treat a man like a child. Not saying that men are children or babies, but, you know, you gotta you got to nurture them because you get them attitude, they're going to want to be with somebody who don't got no attitude. You know, that's why these side chicks is winning because they, when they see their side chicks, they're happy. They ain't fussing, they ain't arguing, they ain't doing none of that. And it's like us as wives, sometimes we nag and, 
you know, this, that, and the third, but only give it to him if he really deserves it. I'll say that. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. good. That's good. Wow. <clears throat> I, so I, got, I got happy right there. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, you have rule number 14, create incentives. Explain. Oh. <laughs> well, um, well, how she was talking about don't give him the attitude, and she's not giving me the attitude, it's, it's making me be nice, but she's also having a sense of, like, um, she does coupons for me. Where like oh if I'm if I do something nice or something special she might give me a coupon and it could be for various things like we don't gotta get into yeah. it but I know where y'all got See, nobody believe me for that that's what I'm talking about why is we I give our coochie coupons yep I got some I got some <laughs> yeah, I know you got them that's another show I'm another show. <laughs> I actually um, write them out and put them in, like, um, my engagement ring box and just let him, my wedding ring box, I'm sorry, and just let him, you know, pick whatever he wants, you know? Oh, wow. All right, that's a good idea. That's a new one for me. That's And I'm old and married, but that's a good idea. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, oh, God, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so rule number 15, let people talk. Tell me about that. Well, the naysayers going to say what they're going to say. People are going to judge you, but just let them judge you. Yeah, because yeah, it's kind of like how you were saying early in the show that, you know, they don't expect young people to be married, getting married and settle, settling down and, you know what I'm saying, doing all of these things. So it's kind of like people are going to say, they're going to praise us, they're going to hate on us, they're going to talk bad about us. Some people might say, oh, they ain't that perfect or, you know what I'm saying? It, people are going to say what they want to say. But as long as we're secure and our marriage and what we have going on together, that's all that matters. Everything else outside of this little small bubble don't matter. People gonna talk. I know that's they, right. Amen. Break all up. Amen. Okay. Rule number eighteen: Don't eye cheat or flirt. And I'm only touching on some because I want y'all to go buy the book. But what it touch on? Don't eye cheat or flirt. I cheat is. Pretty much flirting, like if we in a we in the supermarket or something, we have Walmart, and don't don't notice people noticing you. Does that cheating? Yeah, because you know the thirst is very real out here for you know dudes and females be very thirsty. So and we're nice looking people and stuff like that. So you know girls have to have a tendency to you know basically I have to beat them off with a bat. And um, dudes be real thirsty and, you know, always trying to say stuff and hollering and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you have to re- you have to make sure that your mate understands that that's not what you want. He might be trying to hey, talk ma'am. to me. He might be looking at me and trying to get my attention, but that's not what I want. That's why I'm not paying him any attention. You're what I want. Deep, deep. That's deep. So but it's kind of the opposite of when y'all met in the the liquor store where Jared noticed yeah, you see, noticing him, that's right? What I mean. <laughs> if he had a girlfriend, he would have been dead wrong. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> now, this one is cute and, and um, very interesting. Rule number 26, respect each other's sleep. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <clears throat> I wanna I wanna read the first um sentence of your rule number twenty seven. It says envious people with negative energy will only make your relationship stronger if you choose not to feed into it. Your rule number twenty seven is don't feed into negativity, grow from it. Share on that, please. For instance, just the other day, um on Instagram, by the way, follow us on Instagram at, at the James and James LLC. But we have a follower on our timeline, well, we had a follower on our timeline that I felt was very disrespectful um, because she would say things like, oh, I see Mr. James and his empire growing and stuff like that. So I'm like, yo. And she said it more than once because we, we responded to it the first time. It was cool. All right, cool. Then the second time, like the same day, she says it again. Shout out to Mr. James and his empire growing. So I'm looking at it like, is she calling? She's she, she's calling me to see my empire. Like that's messed up. Like it's very disrespectful. So we uh we blocked her from the page, of course, and um, we just kept it moving. But it made our we didn't feed into it, so I made our relationship stronger. And it made me admire the fact that he cared about my part in in us being a company because we also run a company as well. So, you know, just to know that he cared about, okay, now nah, I don't want her to make, he didn't want to make me feel insignificant. 
You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate mm-hmm. that. And that that made us, you know, a little, you know, made me want to hug him a little tighter, you know? Yeah, and I felt like the girl was just trying to come in this way, so. Yeah, and people always are trying to, and that's the thing with girls, like, you know, if they see you got something good, they'll try to take it from you, you know. But if that guy can be taken, he's not a good guy anyways, so you kind of just cheating yourself. That's good. That's good. I like that um, because you show value um, of your wife. I think that that's a, a very vital part of marriage, that you have to show um, that you value your spouse, be it the husband or the mm-hmm. wife, but that, you know, you recognize that they they, they definitely um, add to the, the relationship. And, it, and when you devalue them and um, allow others to do it, which is really, really a no-no in my household. But if you allow others to devalue what you hold precious, so I like that. That's really, really good. Okay. Rule Rule 32 um, is very interesting. It says don't date a woman with children unless you plan to marry her. Um not with sure which one of you guys want to take the lead on this, but please, um, please elaborate on it. Yeah, that was that was one of my rules. Um, I, I feel like being a woman with children, if you're going to be around the children and all that kind of stuff, or you know she has kids, don't don't even get involved because what, what affects the woman affects the children, whether it's directly mm-hmm. or indirectly. And, and us as a people. Um, our children is, is 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 what we have right now. That that's a delicate thing that we need to nourish the right way, so our future can be brighter. That's one. And I also feel like, <clears throat> at the same time, I totally agree with what he's saying because it's like we need that. So you know, that was a good rule that he came up with because. It is a lot of men who will just date a woman and then, you know, then get tight with her kids and now, you know, they're seeing a different dude and another dude and this dude mm-hmm. didn't work out. It really affects the kids mm-hmm. and it's not good for your kids to see you just going through partners like that. Yeah, because that's, yeah, that's not how it's supposed to go, you know? That's why it's personal for the men too. If you don't, if you have children or a child and you bringing a woman around at all, if you don't have plans on being with the woman for a long time, don't bring them around your children. Yeah, because what happens when that person develops a relationship with your child and your child develops a relationship with that person, and then y'all so, y'all break up, and then next thing you know, the kid is now, you know, another person that they love or admire or whatever is out of their life, and that's affecting them too. I like that. I like that. I, I'm glad yeah, that I do you too. shared the flip side. Uh, I, I'm glad you shared the flip side as well for the man because, Trimmy said, you don't have children, and, Jared, you do. So that's um, that's important. That's really good. Okay. Your rule number 34 is share passwords. Of course. Yeah. Because it's said, not, too much it's, privacy it's can lead to mistrust. Mm-hmm. Lord, can y'all please tell my soon-to-be ex-wife that? I'm gonna give y'all her number. That's no six. No, let me stop. Good God about it. <laughs> if you, if, if you, if you, if you do nothing to hide. Yeah, exactly. If I want to pick, if I need to use this phone, not to say, oh, I'm looking through his phone. But if I need to use his phone, I should be able to put the password in and do what I need to do. And vice yeah. versa with us, we have shared passwords for everything. Like, cause what are you hiding? And then it's like, oh, well, he can't be hiding nothing if I know the password to his phone. 
and that's awesome. That's that's really real. Um, I think that there's too much secrecy in marriages today. You know, um, which if you're if the, according to the Word of God, and I, I'm not sure um, what your guys take or stand is um, on your spirituality, but um, everything we do here, we, we basically, we come from um, a a uh, relationship with the Lord, a kingdom um, background with God. But if the two of you, when you come together in marriage, it's supposed to be the two becoming one, why would you have secret passwords and things like that? And, and secrets in, at all. Secrets are, to me, in a marriage, is just an opportunity for the, the devil to show up in your marriage and wreak havoc because I promise you whatever you thought was a secret is going to come to light every single time. So um, I like that. I, I like the um, the openness and, and the trust that you have um, with each other. Your, your rule number 35 says have fun. But, how do you you know? How do you what? Give us some examples that you and within your relationship have chosen to just have fun and and enjoy one another outside of the bedroom. Okay, outside of the bedroom. That's where most of the fun is. No, no, no. And I say this for a reason, seriously, because some couples can only enjoy intimacy in the bedroom, and as soon as they walk out of the bedroom, it's like, you know, they go into two separate worlds. So that's why I was clear to say outside of the bedroom, how do you enjoy one another? Well, we, do a, um, we do a radio show every Friday, um, all ATL Live on CareerBrenums.com, um, where we get to, to talk a lot, be silly, um, have fun and just like release. Sometimes indirectly talk about personal problems. Yeah, and it's have just do things that you know he likes to do. For instance, like I don't, I'm not really with that haunted house thing. I don't like scary <laughs> stuff, but he likes to do stuff like that. So yeah. You know, yeah. So I'll do things like that with him even though I don't like it, but that's what he likes to do for fun. And I like to, you know, scrapbook and play games and stuff for fun and he, and he'll do that, you know, because we wanna enjoy each other's company. Sometimes it's stuff he likes to do, sometimes it's stuff I like to do, sometimes like something like bowling. We both like to do that. Yeah, so right. and it don't even have to be like, you know, spending money. It could be you know, sitting in the crib watching the TV, watching a movie, you know, Netflix and chill. But, you know, <laughs> but you're married and grown with it. So it's, you just got to have fun still. You can't let that happiness, like that excitement. Oh, you yeah. got to keep doing what you was doing in the beginning. Exactly, because I'm pretty sure a lot mm-hmm. of married people dated, spent time with yeah, each other, did true. stuff like that before they got married. So you got to keep doing stuff like that. Keep mm-hmm. having fun, going out. Go go have some drinks, you know. Keep them candles yeah, you gotta keep that fire going. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Rule number forty one, maintain your image. Talk to me about that. 
I think uh, I can explain that one. Um, just because, you know, like when you first meet a dude, you know, women are all about, you know, they working out, they beating their face, their hair is done, and then it's like as soon as they get a dude, they kind of like, all right, well, I got him now. So, you know, they feel like they don't have to maintain their appearance and things like that because, you know, some couples, for example, they might be dealing with something like she just had a baby and now she's a little overweight. She's a little chunkier than she used to be. And he might not necessarily like that because that's not what he married and stuff like that. But that's when you got to communicate and you got to work on it. Because if a man lets you know that he's feeling some kind of way, he's, that's love. He respects you enough for, to help you solve the problem or express himself before he goes and does something that he shouldn't do. You know, he's communicating that with you. So you should take that into account, you know, shave your legs and, Clip your eyebrows and, you know, make sure you stay yes, fresh. Uh, Don't wear little holy T-shirts and wear cute stuff to bed. You know, do cute oh, stuff. Hallelujah. You know I mean? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah, the same way you, how you got them, you got to keep doing it to keep them. Mm-hmm. Amen. I know Amen. it, though. Get rid of the big draw. You know what? That's a ministry in itself. Getting rid of the big draws. You know, I get tired of women wearing these big old draws with flowers on them. They bend over, look like a bouquet of flowers. Wait, 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 Okay, rule number 42, rule number 42, be thankful for your partner. I like that. I like that. Um, Touch on that, Tremecia. Um, It's really about you got to make somebody feel appreciated. It's like positive reinforcement. You got to let him know that you, I value you. I love you. You look sexy. You know, you got to let him know you got to make him feel confident and let him know that, okay, she feels this way about me. You know, so that that in turn is going to reflect on him. He's going to be glowing. He's going to be happy. He's going to have a little bounce in himself because his woman's making him feel good. Like, you know, you got to show him appreciation and the same thing for me. And you, your wife is cooking dinner, you know, kiss on the cheek, tell her thank you, let her know that she's appreciated. You know, wash the dishes if she's making dinner. Help out, do your part. You know, it's just about making the person feel wanted to want to stay with you. Like, wow, I got something good. You got to remind them that we are good. I'm good to you. You're good to me. And, you know, that will make your relationship stronger. Miss James, Miss mm-hmm. James, I got to ask a question. I got to ask you a question. Lord, Miss James, I got to ask you a question. Which one? You're 20, you 26 years old, right? Uh-huh. Did you? All right. At 26 years old, what did you go through to get to this point of maturity? in your life at 26 years old? Because there's some women 40 years old that don't even have these types of, what can I say, the word I'm looking for, standards, um, or the mindset that you have at 26. So is this, I mean, how did you get here of this place of maturity, I should say? Um, I kind of think it, it kind of started in college, just being on my, on my own. And I didn't really get, like, you know, a lot of financial support, uh, 
or even mental and emotional support from my family because I was so far away. So I kind of had to get into taking care of myself and, you know, really getting to school. And I had a, a plan for my life, graduate high school, graduate college, you know, establish myself, get married, buy a house, start a family. That's my flow of life. That's my plan. And I think it just started from just being, I, I just want to be taken seriously. Like I want people to respect me for that I'm smart and not how I look. You know, that I'm resourceful and I just don't, you know, I it's more to me than how I look. I wanted to be respected for more than just, you know, my features. And it got to a point where, like, it was just like I had to worry about myself. I had to focus on establishing myself because I'm not worried. My mother never raised me to rely on a dude to take care of me. She she was an independent woman, single mother, raised three kids. She worked two and three jobs, and she still do that, and we grown. So, you know, she instilled in me that you have to you have to take care of yourself. And when you find somebody that's willing to take care of you and, you know, help you, and love you in the right way and in a positive and healthy way, it, it makes you decide what you really want in life. Because either you can be running. I did the club thing. You know, I, 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 you know, got drunk and did all of that. I, I did all of that already. So now it's like life is too short. I'm grown. I'm growing up. And I ran into somebody who was willing to continue to grow with me. So I, t- I don't take it for granted. Jerry, you a blessed man, dog. Let me go ahead and tell you, you a blessed man. Because it ain't many that's like that nowadays. I'm trying to tell you, man. It got a lot to do with the women she was raised around, too. Her mother's a stable woman. Her grandmother's a stable woman. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate them for that, for raising such a beautiful woman. And um, I I am blessed. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, you're going to get some tonight. I see it in the spirit. You know what? That was a that was a good answer. Get out some people's bedrooms, DL. Get out their bedrooms. Sure. I, I'm just I'm just saying. I see I I see it in the spirit. It's coming forth. <laughs> you see it in the spirit. Okay. Um. All right. Amen. So uh, we we touched on some of your rules, and and people, I I would absolutely absolutely encourage you to to go and to buy this book. Um, there is maturity and wisdom in this book beyond their age, quote unquote. That you would think, basically, like what DL was just seeing. There's some really really good stuff in here. Um good, good boundaries that they have worked through and established in their relationship. And and I personally, I commend the two of you for working through your problems, Thank for you. um, sitting down and and taking the high road, you know, in marriage, seriously, and, and not the low road. I, I can't tell you how much it grieves me um, to go on Facebook and see um, young women and men, for that matter, just putting out all of their mess on Facebook. And every time they're mad at their <laughs> partner, mate, whoever, you know, this so-and-so, this and that and the other and whatever. And it just, it really grieves my spirit. It really does. And I think that part of the problem is that um, a lot of our young women have never been properly taught trained or have the proper example before them on how to treat their mate, how to, you know what I'm saying, build up their home rather than tear it down. 
Um, exactly. and, and I think your book, your book is, is a good place for them to start, you know, because it has mm-hmm. good insight in it. You know, like DL said, like there, I'm sure there's some men and women that are listening to this broadcast that are going, you know what? Um, I, I really need to get this for me. Not this is not right. the point to finger. My wife needs this or my husband needs this. I need to get this for me so that I can be better in my relationship. So I, I want you before I start dealing with some of your tips, I really would like for you to tell our listeners how they can get a copy of your book. Well, um, you can visit youngblackandmarried.net, and it's available um, pretty much everywhere. Books are sold, Barnes & Nobles, uh, what is it, Amazon. Amazon. It'll be available on Kindle in like probably like two or three days. Um, Smashwords, Create Space. space. Uh, I felt like I'm missing somebody. Pretty much Apple. every, yeah, it's in, in the iTunes store. Um, it's pretty much everywhere, or you can order a paperback copy, or you can get the digital, or download the digital copy to your device, your phone, your iPad, your computer, whatever. Yeah, remember, visit youngblackandmarried.net. And, and you know what? I, I would like to I would like to say this. The It's called Young, Black, and Married, but don't be fooled by the title. Because it hmm. could say stay young, black, and merry. Because there are some nuggets here, even for us older ones, that's talking mm-hmm. about getting married. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so positive about this. Even though it's saying young, black, and married, it is these nuggets are so crucial to relationships that it can apply to anyone, whether you're young, whether you consider yourself old. You're only old as you think you are anyway. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. believe that this book uh, transcends uh, to everybody that wants to be in a positive and an effective relationship. Exactly. Uh, so I, I wholeheartedly agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Tell, tell people about your YouTube channel as well. Okay. YouTube, you search for us on YouTube, um, James and James LLC. But we um, we do skits, um, Young, Black, and Mary. We are the Jameses. Um, pretty much just uh, different arguments we may have or different situations in our marriage. But it's um, more like a a, a mockery, and making all, a mockery of the issues and the arguments. That's so petty in marriage, you know. And, and we it's called just what? Play, um, uh, young, black, and married. We are the Jameses. No, the you and the the YouTube oh, channel is James and James LLC. Correct. Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's, it's um it's interviews there actually, um probably by next Sunday you'll be able to go and check out this interview, um and see us in our in our own setting and our natural setting. Because we um, just we just want to show that Black love exists and it's positive and it's funny it's family friendly you know it's and that's what we we're focused on rebuilding. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Well, I love it. I love it. This has definitely been great. We are down to the last five minutes of the show. Um, Tanya had to bow out. She was at a banquet, so we thank God that she was able to call in for the time that she was on. But in these last um, four or five minutes, I would really like for the two of you just to kind of give some advice. I mean, we've talked about all the some of, you know, a few of your rules and whatever, but what would be your advice to a couple 
um, that's considering marriage at this point? They may not have even um, said I do yet, but what would be your advice to them in their consideration and their conversation? My advice would be um, to both men and women is know what you want first. Because women be saying, oh, I want an old-fashioned man's man, but, you know, a certain type of guy, man, I want you to hang out with certain type of girls or dress a certain kind of way or act a certain kind of way. So I would definitely say know what you want first before you even put yourself in that position. Be ready for it. Be prepared. Understand what you're going for. Um, My advice would be, um, just make sure you, you, you're ready to be with one woman forever. That's just, man, it's kind of hard to just stay with one woman, but you got to just make sure that that's really what you want to do and do it. It's really not that hard, bro. It's really not. Yeah, it's not hard. Yeah, I don't know why we have this it's big one. It's on the woman, woman to keep it excited. Yeah, and it's on the man to, you know, stay focused in his relationship. You know, it's a lot of distractions out of here, whether it's women, work, whatever, but you just got to make sure your woman is happy and make sure your man is happy. Happy wife, happy life. Awesome. Awesome. Um, In your Chapter 7, you have a couple of tips, um, and I just want to touch up on a couple of them just before we close out. Tip number two says don't stress financial situations. How do you keep from stressing for financial situations? Because things are always popping up and coming up in life. So how do you keep from stressing? Complaining complaining ain't never helped nothing. So I mean the best thing to do is, is not complain. Um, just we, you just got to come together, sit down, and solve the, solve problem. the problem. Not argue about, arguing it. about it. It's only gonna make it more of a problem. Yeah, exactly. And I would say, be calm, be patient, be focused. Awesome, awesome. And my very last um, thing that I would like for you to to touch on is tip number nine: build a friendship. Um, how important has that been mm-hmm. in your relationship, building that friendship? Well, at this point, we kind of try to be friends first. Yeah. anything else. I think it's important that you build, like, a friendship so you gen- genuinely like, like being, yeah, 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 like, like not like lust or just, you know, infatuation, but you actually like this person. Mm-hmm. You want to chill with them and yeah. be around them. You, they entertain right. you. You know, y'all match each other's vibes. You got to be on the same frequency. Better than everything, too. Everything. Because if you're drinking, you may start a drink, it might not work. Yeah. If you like to drink, and they're like, why are you always drinking like that? that yeah, or if they like to go out and you don't like to go out. Or, you know, mm-hmm. it's just different things that y'all just have to be on it. You have to find a woman or a man that agrees with you, with your soul. And it's funny because mm-hmm. when I first met his his grandmother, that's what she said. She said, "My soul agrees with you." It's it's a spiritual mm-hmm. thing. It's it's past the physical. You know, you have mm-hmm. to be invested spiritually. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Yeah, your last questions or comments? <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. my last question. Comments. I feel inspired. Y'all just uh, pretty pretty much broke down why my marriage didn't work. Thank you. <laughs> but I, I know better next time if there be one. So, but uh, this has been uh, this has been very very good, uh, you guys. I, I tell you the truth, it's an encouragement 
uh, to see young black and married people do well and, most of all, have an understanding and just continue to enjoy each other and enjoy life. And I and if you keep doing the way that you're doing, then you know what? Hey, what God has put together, no man can put under. And I'm I am I am just excited. I have been encouraged. I have been showed the error of my ways. And so I'll just say once again, thank you. I appreciate you. Holler at me later. <laughs> well, thank you too so much for being a part of the show today. We have so enjoyed it, and and I believe that it has been a benefit and a help to our listeners. Um, we're at the end of the show. I am most grateful for our time that we've had together today. Again, thank you to the Jameses. Um, and I would just encourage our listeners to invite their friends to listen to the archive show you know, you need to listen to the show again and just, you know, get some more um, edification within your spirit as to how you need to conduct yourself in your marriage. And make sure you get the book, Young um, mm. Black and Married. Young Black and Married. Definitely, definitely. How to snuggle through the struggle. I like that. I like it. I like All right. It. Well, thank That's you enough. again, you two, for coming on and sharing. I with got us another one, Colette. How the hell is that? Boy, shut up. Okay. <laughs> shut up. You know. <laughs> anyway, to all of our listeners, have an incredible week, and we'll be back here with you again next week. God bless all. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Let's keep it real, baby.